no such thing as too much of a good thing. That's why we won't hold back in the month of love. SAFM, spreading love across the nation. Naledi Muleo on SAFM. So you're still on the talk shop and I have on the line Mzoli Nganga, a master's student at the University of Fort Hare. And he's just uh, conducted some research for the newly established Early Childhood Development Center at the university. Mzoli, good evening. Welcome to the show. Uh, good evening to you and uh, good evening to the listeners for having me. All right. It, it's so good to have you with us. Tell us about um, what it was that led to you conducting this research and, and also, you know, the role of the center as well. Uh, what led me to conduct uh, the research was that I was a, a master's uh, student at the uh, University of Newcastle in Australia. So as part of my studies, I had to conduct uh, a research uh, on a topic that is very significant in the area of early childhood development. Mm. So I investigated um, various topics, and I thought that in our context, in the context of South Africa, uh, they, we do really need um, fathers to become involved. So that's what really led to my interest in the topic of, uh, of fathers in early childhood education. Right, and you've titled your work Positive Fatherhood, a Key Synergy for Functional Early Childhood Education. Um, how was it that you went about to, you know, conducting this research? Did you go into one specific community? Yes, okay, to, to brief you about uh, the, the, the methodology, mm. uh, the research was conducted in a township called Duncan Village in East London. Uh, the township is a very disadvantaged area like, all township, like most townships in mm. South Africa. And um, I interviewed the 10 fathers of children between the ages 0 and 6. Uh, these fathers, uh, were, some of them were married, some of them uh, were, 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 in fact, two were, were single fathers. Overall, there were 10 fathers whom I, I, I interviewed. Uh, and I collected data about uh, their perspectives on fatherhood, about some of the barriers that they come across when they are trying to be involved in early childhood education. Mm. And we also collected information about strategies uh, that we think uh, could be employed in order to get fathers to become involved in early childhood education. So basically, it was a qualitative study that used mainly interviews as a, as a, as a data collection method. So, you know, one of the things that stands out in, in your work, in, 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 your, in your findings, is that a lot of the, the, the respondents actually really felt that the education of the child is largely the mother's responsibility. It's, it's a, you know, let's, if we go back to part of your presentation, which I've got here in front of me, you, you, you asked the question, why fathers in early childhood development? And just, just break down to us why it's important for us to, to really research this, because there are a lot of men in South Africa who believe this is not their responsibility, this is not their field at all. Okay, yeah, that is a very uh, important question. Uh, th- there are two ways of looking at it. We can look at it from a, a scientific point of view and we can look at it from a, a, an educational, uh, practical point of view. If I can just uh, include a little bit of uh, insights from, from the field of neuroscience, which has been done a lot, especially in America, we, we know that, um, for example, in the first few hours after the birth of a child, a baby is to the to the voice of the father. 
So it's just say that again. Say that again. I lost you there. The baby does what to the voice of the father? Okay. In the first few hours mm-hmm. after the birth of a baby, the baby is primed to react to the voice of a father. Mm. And we also know that by the age of three months, babies know that they have two parents. They have a mother and a father. So these are some of the scientific findings. And we also know that 80% of human uh, brain construction takes place within the first four years after birth. Mm. And that is why we say fathers should, are very critical at that stage. And if I can talk a little about uh, about education, sure. we know that, that children whose fathers are involved tend to do better, to perform better in school uh, than uh, those children whose fathers are not involved. Mm. And we also know, know that um, uh, if a father is involved, children become confident, and confidence is a significant factor in school outcomes. Confident children do better in school as well as in sports. Uh, there are many of these uh, um, benefits to having an involved father. To give you another interesting one, mm. We know that uh, if a father is involved, uh, girls become more confident and more comfortable in their dealings and relationships with people of the opposite sex. It could be uh, in workplaces. It could be in marriage situations. If a girl's uh, father was involved, there is uh, research evidence which shows that those girls will, will have very productive and, uh, and and peaceful uh, uh, relationships with people of the opposite sex. Uh, we also know that uh, uh, when a father is involved, mm. mothers have low levels of stress within the household. And when mothers have low levels of stress, children do better at school because mothers have more time to interact, to talk to the children, and to assist with homeworks. And that goes back to the to, to, to having an involved father. So there's the a wide array of uh, of benefits associated with what uh, we call positive fatherhood. Mm. Yeah, but why the focus on black fathers? I mean, all of the issues you've raised could, could easily be you know challenges that perhaps happen in happen in in, in all kinds of uh, the, the the country it could be in suburbia it could be in all kinds of communities why why yeah. the focus on black fathers why the focus on townships okay uh before i could attend the actual research i went through uh volumes of literature within the field of early childhood education specifically father participation in early childhood education and I was surprised that it was so difficult to find the voice of black fathers within that literature. So there was a gap in the literature. Mm. Uh, and uh, when I also when I studied that literature, I also discovered that um, uh, 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 black fathers um, are presented sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes in a in a negative light, which can possibly perpetuate negative stereotypes. I do understand that it was not the intention of uh, of, of 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 the researcher to to portray black fathers in that sense. Sometimes it is the participants in the research who say, "Well, my father was an alcoholic. My father was never there for me." So these the, all these issues they triggered an interest, you know in need to, to, to pursue this research. And another aspect is that uh, 
we, we, we tend to use Eurocentric standards when we um, analyze black fatherhood in the context of South Africa. In what way? Because, yes, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting mm. to. In the sense that uh, in, the Euro, in the European view, uh, fatherhood is conceptualized in the context of a nuclear family. But we do understand that it is not the case in our context. Fathers often live away uh, from, from, stay away from their, from their families due to migrant labor. So that's just an example of the way in which a, a Eurocentric uh, perspective has been uh, used in analyzing uh, black fathers. But to tell you something very interesting, even that Eurocentric perspective mm. is, not, is, is also outdated even in Europe because there is a growing number currently in Europe of single mother-headed homes. Currently in the UK, um, the, uh, the, the, the percentage is at uh, around 27. 27% of homes are headed by single mothers. So those Eurocentric perspectives which um, analyze fatherhood in terms of the nuclear family are becoming outdated, not only here, in, uh, are irrelevant, not only here in South Africa, but they are also becoming outdated even in Europe. Yeah. Well, I, I want to continue looking at some of your your key findings, and that's that's what's really important. I know that you asked um, three very important questions to your respondents, one being how does the father characterize fatherhood? Um, what are the possible barriers to father involvement in early childhood education? Um, and also what strategies can be employed to encourage fathers to be more involved in their children's early childhood development and education. I'll open up the lines for questions as well. Chatting to Mzoli Mnanga, um, a master's student at the University of Forte, who conducted research on fathers' involvement in their children's education between the ages of zero and six years. 34701 to send us your SMSs. It's 8 o'clock. Let's get the news. Naledi Muleo on SAFM. Thanks, Greg. It's five minutes after eight in the second hour of the talk shop. You're still tuned to SAFM. I'll continue with my discussion uh, chatting to Mzoli Mnanga, a master's student at the University of Forte, who's done some research into how fathers can be involved in their children's early childhood education. Later on, I'll also speak to Nazim Martin, Managing Director of Business Partners. In fact, he's already in the, in the green room waiting for us, so we'll get going with that discussion quite soon. Talk about um, what do what what small to medium enterprises can really expect in what is going to be um, a really gloomy economic climate for them in 20 well, for all of us in 2016. Um, and then uh, later on, I'll chat to Koning Mumalo, Deputy Director General at the Department of Social Development. They've initiated um, a, a national audit in uh, in and outpatient substance dependency treatment centres. We'll find out what they aim to achieve with this and, and how they're going to then. Um, what, what results they're hoping to get out of that that initiative there? Sending your SMSs, though, send them to 34701. They're charged at just one round. We're talking how fathers can play a role in their children's early childhood development. Solomon Gladi in KZN says early childhood development is the responsibility of both father and mother. Mzoli, let's get into some of the the key findings. I mean, one of the things that you asked your your respondents was how do fathers characterize fatherhood? Now, when you ask some of the fathers of these children, what was the response? How, how do they characterize fatherhood? Is there a role to even be, to, to, to play some kind of part in their children's education? 
Um, before I talk about uh, the findings, I must also mention that uh, these findings were presented at the ECD symposium, uh, which was held at the University of Forte on the 28th of January as part of the building up to the uh, centenary celebrations of the University of Forte. Mm. Straight to your question, uh, characterizations of fatherhood. The participants mainly ca- characterized being a father in relation to being able to provide. They saw themselves as breadwinners. And if they, 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 they even alluded that if you are not a breadwinner, you, you can uh, find it difficult to call yourself a father. I argued I, in, the, in, the, in the presentation as well as in the paper uh, that uh, I presented at the ECD symposium, mm-hmm. I argued that the focus on the breadwinner role um, can have a, ne- a negative impact in that fathers will tend to neglect other ways in which they could become involved in their children's lives mm. when they focus too much on being the, bread, uh, the, the breadwinners. Mm. And uh, I also found out that uh, the way fathers uh, see themselves or see their roles uh, is influenced by the kind of relationship they have had with their own fathers. So fathers uh, who had a very good relationship with their own fathers, they tended to take fatherhood lightly, whereas those fathers who had an extremely bad relationship uh, with their fathers, they tended to be more sensitive toward their children. They mentioned that I want to teach to 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 treat my child differently from the way I was treated or from the way I was raised. Mm. So that's how the fathers characterized fatherhood. And now coming to the barriers, if we may continue. Yes, yes, please do. What are some of the barriers to father involvement? I, the, the fathers mentioned that there are weak uh, relationships between the fathers and the teachers. So that's a, a very serious issue if the teachers in preschools do not have a relationship with fathers. The second part is dysfunctional parental uh, relations. Mm. Things like uh, divorce, breakups in relationships where a father would live away from his child or children, and the father would have to find channels in order to negotiate access to his child or children. Hmm. So those dysfunctional parental relations prevent fathers from becoming involved. And we also have cultural and traditional obstacles, Uh, you know, stereotypes and, and certain traditional views that women should take care of their children and fathers should should provide. So those are also barriers. And, of course, poverty and unemployment, Mm. which I found to be quite interesting because you would imagine that if a father is is unemployed, Mm. therefore he has plenty of time, you know, to to help children with homeworks, uh, to talk and play with a child. But um, I found out that uh, fathers who were unemployed were reserved. They said, when I was, uh, for example, when I was unemployed, I was very reserved. Um, I felt that even my partner was undermining me, mm. and that filtered down to the children and the way the children interacted with, with me him. when yeah. I couldn't pro- when I couldn't provide. I could see that it was disrespectful. So therefore, poverty and unemployment um, constitute a barrier to positive. 
father involvement in children. Yeah. What I find quite interesting, though, is, is as part of your recommendations, you looked at what ECD centers can actually do to help the process along, to involve fathers um, in, in the development of their children without then, you know, going back and forth with talking about poverty and then, you know, the relationship with the mother because we've done that all before. But here's a new perspective. What is it that ECD centers can do? Okay. Um, now we are talking now about the strategies to encourage further participation right. in early childhood education. The key finding there is, is that um, further participation in early childhood education needs a multi-stakeholder collaboration between parents, teachers, communities, SGBs, and even institutions of, of learning, such as the ECD Center of Excellence. Uh, which will be uh, opened at the University of Forte. Mm. So that multi-stakeholder collaboration, the fathers were very uh, aware of its significance. That's one aspect. Uh, when it comes to the, EC, to the ECD centers themselves, they should collect biographical information of fathers because fathers mentioned that when we go to register a child at a preschool, for example, the administrators of the preschool only take the contact details of the child's mother. And the fathers were left disappointed by that practice. Yeah. So the preschools should contact the, father, the fathers directly instead of contacting mothers and asking the mothers to pass a message to the father. Mm. And the fathers also mentioned that social workers should become involved, especially in, in, in uh, uh, volatile areas like uh, the townships where the, the study was, uh, was conducted. And fathers also felt that there are no support structures in place for fathers and men in general. They felt that there was a lot of support for women and children. There is even uh, a department of women and children, but there is no uh, uh, easily accessible uh, support structure for men and fathers. So they thought those are some of the of the strategies that can be employed in order to encourage. Uh, the participation of fathers in early childhood education. Yeah, but you, I mean, within your work, you talk about practitioners needing to be trained on how to deal with men in, in ECD um, spaces. Is that, is that necessary? Surely the way you, 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 you know, communicate with the father would be the same way that you'd communicate with the mother. Um, that, that is a, a, a recommendation that I made, and that recommendation was made in the light of uh, international research. For example, in Australia, um, they discovered that practitioners were not confident and comfortable in dealing with men or in dealing with fathers, to be specific, because they were not used to. They have been dealing with, uh, uh, with mothers for many years. Imagine mm. a teacher who's been teaching for 25 years dealing with women, uh, uh, dealing with mothers, and then uh, we, we see a growing number of, of men trying to become involved in early childhood education. So they decided that a training uh, in what is called father-inclusive practice was needed. So they introduced this initiative, countrywide initiative called father-inclusive practice, mm -hmm. where they, try, they trained um, um, practitioners on the proper ways of dealing with fathers and how to encourage fathers to become involved and what programs can be specifically designed and implemented to encourage more active fathers. So I would, I, I, I would argue that training is, is needed uh, for, for, for practitioners to deal effectively 
and supportively okay. uh, with, with fathers in, in early childhood education spaces. Yeah, well, Mzoli, thank you so much for, for talking to us about your work and do keep us updated on um, what the Early Childhood Development Centre of Excellence at the University of Fort Hare is up to. Thank you very much. Right, an SMS here from Anonymous in Kurumani that says, I hope my girlfriend is listening to you. She's always trying to deny me access to my son, but I'll always be involved in my son's life. Um, and another SMS that says, fathers are so necessary in a child's uh, welfare growing up. Too often fathers think that mothers or someone else will do the job. Mothers cannot replace fathers. It needs both. That's from Stefano. Thanks for sending your SMSs. It's quarter past eight. You're on the talk shop.